We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Jonathan Gannon's defense produced astronomical numbers in spite of his concept. You had a Pro Bowl defense, not one or two Pro Bowl players. You think about how many players made first-team Pro Bowl, how many made alternate Pro Bowl on a defense. You have the richest talents in the entire league defensively this season. I think the players won in spite of his philosophy. Welcome back. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio, Midday Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. The voice there, you have D. Gunn, D. Talking, Gunn. talking about the uh, the Gannon stuff. I, You know, I've heard that a lot, and I understand the sentiment. There's a lot of good players here. At the players kind of run things, not the coach, but – a lot of those players never had his years as good as this one, the year they had this year. They had a lot of career years this year with Gannon as their coordinator. That, maybe that's coincidence, but I don't know. Masan Reddick's a really good player. He never had a year this good until he yeah. got to Jonathan Gannon. TJ Edwards was nothing before Gannon got here. You know, you go to the safeties, Chauncey Garner-Johnson got traded away in August and had a Pro Bowl kind of season. Marcus Epps was a nobody until this year. I feel like that's a little bit hard on Gannon. Like, yeah, he didn't do anything here. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it is, too. You know, you put together a, a group of guys that were kind of like the Island of Misfit Toys, if you know, if you want to you know, say it like that. And they came together, and they played well together. Mm-hmm. They bought into the philosophy, whatever it is. If you like it or not, they bought into the philosophy. And you got to give, you gotta give High Robin some, uh, some credit, too, because he went out when yes. guys got hurt. He went out and he replenished that defensive line when I got a Dominican Sue and guys like that. You you have to look at this and and give him some kind of credit. I know people don't like him, but Buddy went to go get a head coaching job at Arizona. I mean, you just ain't you know what I mean. You just ain't hiring anybody to be the head coach. You hire somebody who you feel comfortable about the job about their resume from last year. Yeah, there's no question about that. 215-592-9494. That's a hot board. I believe the Eagles are going to miss Jonathan Gannon here. And we'll also you know, continue with the Embiid conversation because it bothered me a lot last night that he played 28 minutes on a bad foot Bad foot that he said last Wednesday was hurting and maybe he should skip the All-Star. He played 28 minutes last night in Salt Lake City. Drove me crazy. One quick thing, a uh, little news here, Hugh, before we get back to the phones. Uh, according to Jeremy Fowler, ESPN, the Eagles interviewed Wisconsin defensive coordinator Jim Leonard. Jim Leonard, mm-hmm. former safety in the NFL, played for the Ravens, played for the Jets. He was a Rex Ryan guy, from what I remember. He played for Rex. Um, if I if I remember Jim Leonard correctly as a player, he kind of reminded me of Reed Blankenship. I don't think he was a high pick, but he became a good player mm-hmm. in the league for a while. And then you know he kind of you know went to the coaching side of things and has been with Wisconsin the last couple of years as a defensive coordinator. That's an interesting name. Which is kind of off the beaten path, right? He's not like a, you know in the NFL he's right not now. One of those coordinators that we where we've been bantering around the right. last couple. But hours. he's he he did play in the league for a long time. I believe he was on that Super Bowl team, the right when the Ravens beat the, um, or maybe maybe he went to the Jets already. But he was with the Ravens, Jets during the Rex Ryan there. I'm, he mm. was a good player. So Eagles just interviewed Jim Leonard, defensive coordinator from from the University of Wisconsin, a college guy. That's a little different. Yeah, I mean, I, I know you want to go with the younger coaches that that uh, are. You know that that they can relate to the players or whatnot, but I like just off the surface of that, I don't think that's going to be a name right now with the college background. That's going to move the meter for a whole lot of Eagles fans. He better he hey, if he gets the job, bro. You better come in and hit the ground running. 
because a lot of people are going to you're going to be in a heavy scrutiny. Yes, if that's the case. I'm looking here at his resume to see if there's any connection, like to Sirianni or anything. Uh, maybe at the cross paths. I can't find it. He, he played for the Bills, Ravens, Jets, and then kind of bounced around Broncos, Saints before he was he was done. He was a walk on player at, at Wisconsin, and now you know he's there as a coach. So we'll see where that goes. But that's another name thrown in the mix. So Sean Desai's been in the mix. Vance Joseph's name is out there. And uh, now we have Jim Leonard. Let's talk to A.B. in Philly. What's up, A.B.? A.B. Hey, what's up, Jillio? What's up, you? Good to see you back, Davey. Hey, thanks, man. Thanks for having me back. Hey, man, that's what's up. But as far as the Eagles concerned, man, you can come up with a whole lot of reasons, man, that we lost that game. Jalen, we gave up 14 points, first of all, from the rip. You know what I'm saying? The field, the way the field was, man, that neutralized the speed of our defense. Hassan Reddick, man. When I watched that game, man, he was right there and then just slipped. You know what I'm saying? We had the opportunities, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, you got to pay your dues when you get that big thing, man. And you know a second-year coach and a a third-year player at a second-year starter, man, my mindset as a fan is like, yo, you got to put in dues. And they they was like puppies coming up against a big dog with Andy Reid and and they quarterback, man. They was big dogs, man. And man, I man, I gotta bow my head to the I gotta gotta bow down the boy uh to to, to 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 the quarterback, man. He did his thing, man, but we gonna be good. Plus I trust Howie Roseman. And like you said, Hugh, this is a freaking offensive this is a this is an offensive league now, man. So all the defense could do is just really like hang in there with the way they gunning now. And the defense at the end of the day, we did great. So you can't really blame Gannon because he did good. He did all right last year and he did good this year. He did good enough to get a head coaching job. Was I pissed at the beginning? But when you really look at the whole totality of the situation, we should have never, ever been in a situation to allow that daggone ref to throw that flag because we had the chance. You feel me? Well, that's it. You're right. Yeah, yeah I mean, A.B., you're right about that. I that, agree with everything you say, A.B., except for we can't blame Gannon because we don't like him. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> I'm cool with Gannon. I think we're going to really miss him because you really got to start all over. But them two Georgia boys, I think they're going to be good because just like you, you, I watched Georgia play, and that defense was crazy. Man, they were salty. They was pro- what? Man, they I was down. Salty. Listen, I was down that way, man. Down that Atlanta way, man. And doing when Georgia was on that little run, man. Yo, that defense was crazy, and them two boys was a real big part of it. As far as Joel and B, I'm a Philly fan, so all I look at it is like, yo, he represented the city. You feel me? So you know what I mean? Yeah, and I, yeah, AB, I feel that, and I, and I understand. Like, it, it's cool to see him out there, right? And he's representing the Sixers, and AB, we appreciate yeah. it. But he got to play 28 minutes to represent the city. <laughs> yeah, he you don't need 28 minutes. And I just want to say, he didn't need 28 minutes. I just want to say this. I don't mind not liking somebody not to like him. I mean, I'm okay with that. I don't yeah, know how you, I, I don't know where you stand on no, that. Listen, but, you know, if I, I'm okay with just not liking somebody. I'm a gut guy. Your gut tells you <laughs> what you feel, right? You, people don't like I'm you. A, I'm okay. If you, if you don't like me or if you don't like him, just, just say you don't like him. It's That's okay. It. Just, it's okay. I'm okay with that. I can like that. him. You don't he have, have to like he him. Could, he could do a good job, but just say, I don't think he did a good job because I just don't like him. Yeah, plus you're, try, okay with you're that. trying to get his house. Is he, yeah, he I'm gets trying to get that house. I don't know. I was talking to Rod in the break. He might, might be out of my price range. I heard yeah. he was living in a balling ass. Well, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> he was balling. He's going to have a nicer one out in Arizona. Uh, probably. Get more money. Be the head coach of the Cardinals. Two, to get paid. 215-592-9494. One other thing that, that you know, to, to this whole thing about replacing Gannon and, and why I'm concerned, you, one of the faults of Doug Peterson when he was here, one of the reasons that team didn't sustain after 2017, he didn't replace his, his coaches well. It was one of the, the points of Doug Peterson that wasn't very good. We, when someone left, they didn't replace it, right? Frank Reich left, 
and the offensive coordinator, it never gelled, right? 2020 didn't have one. Mike Groh, like they struggled when they lost good coaches here. We, this is one thing about Sirianni, and you said it a few minutes ago, you that it's on him. He's got to find the right guy. We don't know this about Sirianni. Like, it's one thing to build your first staff. All right, great. Good job, Gannon. Good job, Steichen. Well, they're gone now. So now he has to build another staff. It's not easy. The most important – like, I know you're focused – everybody's focused on that defense. But to me, the most important job that he's going to have to fill is that offensive coordinator mm. because whomever he brings in here – he he bet the first thing that he has to do, in my opinion, is work on his relationship with Jalen Hurts and make sure that Jalen Hurts he 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 grows and he blossoms. Whatever offense that he puts him in, he needs to be better than he was a year before. Because listen, if he comes back next year and they give him a ton of bread and he struggles, oh, you're talking about hatred and, and, and the way things could turn on you. You don't want that to happen. So whoever he brings in here, he better. The first thing he does, he needs to do is make sure him and Jalen Hurts are on the same page. Yeah, and it, has to. And it's a lot for the, for a coach to replace both coordinators in the same offseason is a major task. T in South Philly's up on WIP. Hey T. T. Hey, hey how y'all doing, fella? What's going on? Hey, hey you. Um, you was a beast back in the day, you. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. Oh uh, yeah, I just want to say, um, I don't like Gannon. So I mean, so you say like you don't like somebody. <laughs> okay, I really I'm, do not like. I am him. okay with that. So I am okay, okay with that. I'm, I'm okay with him. Arizona, but um, uh, our team is uh, the only thing we need to do is um, get somebody inside our team, like like a higher within, like you know, because like I think uh, boy Brian Johnson on offense, I think that's like not to say it's a lock or nothing, but that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. And then you got Denar Wilson, like I think everybody like him. So is his name Denar Wilson? Yeah, Denar Wilson. Denar, yeah, he's the the defensive yeah. backs coach. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I think everybody like him. So I think he kind of like. Like, Gannon wasn't a bad defensive coordinator. It's just certain stuff that he did at certain times. Like I called the other day, and it's like when he played against, like, like, like weaker opponents, like when you can, like, heat up a weaker opponent, like somebody that really don't know what they're doing, you, you can just, like, kind of, like, dictate what you could do. I'm saying he was, like, passive. And in Philly, you cannot be passive. So, like, when we see some passive people, we just know, like, oh, that's not right. You know, it's something about that. That's like a scared person. So at the end of the day, that's all we see in Gannon is scared because when he played good quarterbacks, he plays scared, and we don't like that. It's like, no, like, we go against Dak Prescott. Like I said the other day, Dak Prescott is our enemy. So we don't want Dak Prescott to come in here and beat us all the time. When Dak Prescott play us, he do not be scared at all. Like, he don't he don't have no fear when he play us. Like, he could play everybody else, and, and he'll look average or look okay. But when he play us, he look like the best thing. He all confident and can't wait. One, one year when Dak Prescott – he was he ain't was supposed to have played. They already had a, a a title wrapped up. He said he wanted to play to get heated up so he could go into the playoffs just to beat us. Oh yeah, that was last year. Yeah, it was yeah, like last so, year. Yeah, and he had like yeah, five so, touchdown passes. Yeah, exactly. So to us, that's like disrespectful. Like you don't want like, you don't want him to come in here and and then what he do the last time? He just went and played Jacksonville or something like that, and they lost. They one of the one of the teams they played last year. Like, he beat themselves up and they lost. You know what I'm saying? So it's like this year. I don't understand about that about games, but um, can I can I put my GM hat on real quick? I'm go ahead. Yeah, we always fast. love GM hats. Go ahead. All right, all right. This, this is my GM hat. Listen, I'm gonna just tell you real quick. Epps out of here. Bradbury out of here. Um, um, Kazir White out of here. Um, Fletcher Cox he might be gone. Brandon Graham we need him because of his leadership. We need um Kelsey to come back. Okay, so that's just that. Miles Sanders he probably want money or something. He can get out of here. I got a running back. From UCLA, 
we can plug him right in there for on Miles Sanders. Uh, well, we got Nicole Dean for the linebacker that's going to take Kyler White's spot. He got to play ball. Now we got Blankenship in the back for um at spot. We signed CJ. Then we got two first round picks to go get cornerbacks. And I like the boy Josh Joe. That's our team right there. Dog, you you wrote this down before you called. You wrote all this down, didn't you? Because no, that no, that I'm, dog. I'm, that's I'm, off top I'm of your head. That is off the. That's right I'm, off the top. Maybe an no, iPhone I'm, note. I'm, I use the notes. You got to use no, the notes. Listen, listen, listen. My name. Look, listen. When I call up there, my name's South Philly T. Like I'm, I do this. Like I'm. I've been listening to sports. I know. Well, not listening to sports. Watching sports my whole life. Like I know everything. And when you say about Joel and B, Joel and B. Trust me when I tell you, mark this date down. He going to want to trade. He going to want to get out of here and play with some stars. That's why he wanted to go to the All-Star game, because he wanted to be around stars. He even wanted to play hard in the star game. When We, we want him to play hard here. That's we right. want him to play tough and strong here. He don't want to do that. He want to shoot jump shots and be pretty and play in the All-Star game here. No, we want you to be dominant here. We want you to ball. You the biggest, toughest dude ever. He told us he want P.J. Tucker. P.J. Tucker is not tougher than um, 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 Jimmy Butler. He told us he wanted a tough guy. We had Jimmy Butler. He was one of the toughest dudes ever. Yeah, he was. And, and T, it's, I can feel it. You're, you're frustrated, too, with the MB thing. How about that? Yeah. T, T, we appreciate the call. I'm more impressed that he had all that off the top of his yeah. dome I, like I think that. I think there was a note. I, I, I think hey, I, he wrote a couple notes. <laughs> I got to write stuff. I got to write stuff down. I got to write down a grocery list. I walk in the store and forget everything. I do the grocery list, too. I yeah, I got it. to. Or my wife writes it down, and then I forget something. She's like, I wrote it down. Man, listen, I've been trying to get lotion for the last four days. I've been going to the grocery store getting everything else. So you go for yeah. one thing, you come back with you three other back things? like, damn, I forgot to get this. Yeah, got to write stuff down, man. Got to write stuff down. All right, let's hear. We, Ray Didiger speaking about Jonathan Gannon, about the Super Bowl, about his performance. Here's what Ray had to say last week. To me, he bears a lot of responsibility for what happened yesterday. I mean, he clearly got out coached by Andy Reid in the second half. Not the first guy to have that happen, but happened in a Super Bowl, it makes an impression. Uh, I think Gannon is, is a good coach. I think he probably got a little too much criticism over the course of the season, given the team's success. Mm-hmm. But yesterday, he clearly got out coached in the second half. Yeah, I mean, he did. Uh, but, you know, you, you mentioned a little while ago, Hugh, about Andy Reid. I mean, Andy Reid outcoaches a lot of coaches. It's why he's Andy Reid. It's why he's one of the great coaches of all time. Like, I, I, I can't be happy that Gannon's not here because Andy got him. Andy gets a lot of coaches. Yeah. But Andy had to learn from me. Like, listen, I was here when the conversation was different and Coach Reed got our coach. Oh, yeah. By a lot of people. Often. So you learn from your mistakes, man. And it's, it's about trial and error. And, and like I said, going into that game, you knew that the quarterback that they had, that, that was to me was the, was the piece that they had that was better than our piece because he, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback now. Mm-hmm. Every, every, other, every other part on that field outside of the tight end, you could say favor the Eagles. But you knew every time that that quarterback touched the ball that there was a chance that he was going to score. Did a tremendous job in the first half. They made adjustments. They went to that short passing game. We didn't make the adjustments that we needed to make. You could, you could say that the, the defensive ends falling down and everything was a part of that. Maybe. Maybe it was. But at the end of the day, man, they played on the same field that you played. How we mentioned that last week. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. played on the same field that you played on. I know it's a bitter pill to swallow, but you have to swallow it. And my man Bradbury told y'all, I didn't think they were gonna call that play. He knew what he was doing. Listen, he went into that, he went into that moment and he said, damn it, I can't let him get I can't let him get off the line. They're not calling it. I'm gonna do what I gotta do. He did what he gotta do. 
He did what he had to do. Yeah, he did. Um, <laughs> it didn't work out. He was for unbelievably him. honest after the game. You too. have to be. What can you say in a Joe? What can you well, say? I know it's one thing to say it was a hole, but another thing to say I didn't. I I, I didn't mean to call it. Now, like, see, that that right, I probably would have held on to that. Yeah, one. that you one. I, that's I, a I, lot I wouldn't, of honesty. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have told you. I always think like there's there's honesty <laughs> players could give us, and then there's the truth they give us. Yeah, that's, that was that's, the truth. That was too much. That was just too much. <laughs> like yeah, I just think they called Joe's in Jersey. What's up, Joe? Gentlemen, Joe Giglio and Hugh, my favorite player of all time, Douglas. What's going on, man? Hey, Joe. Hugh, let me tell you this. I watched every game you played in Shea Stadium as a young guy. My, my uncle had season tickets. One of his kids or two, they always would back out, and I would take the train to go to Shea Stadium. So I watched every game you played. The Jets are my second team. Uh, I've been a huge fan of yours. Uh, my son would ask me, he goes, what kind of play was Hugh Douglas? You know what I would say to him? Play big in the big game. Okay? That's what that's what I, that that's what I remember most about you, Hugh. Well thank and you, I, Joe. Appreciate you know, that. I'll tell you another thing. So, you know, I like to joke around like we had a good time with uh, you know, Joe and John. I gave them a couple of nicknames, uh Bubbles and Blockhead. So <laughs> Yeah, that I, works, I, yeah. I, Wait a minute, who's I, Bubbles? I, well you, you know about, Joe, do, do you know about the cameras bubble bats? The camera, oh. the, the camera takes like four-hour baths. Like no, no joke. That yeah. does not surprise me. <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't know why I'm laughing. That I was thinking you were talking about uh, John Ritchie Bubbles. Like no, no, no he's blockhead. <laughs> Johnny's blockhead. So, so do you have a name like, for us? The day one, we have a name. Oh yeah, that's why I'm calling. Uh-oh. I got a good name. Uh-oh. So I researched you. You know, I, I followed your whole career. Got a nickname which I didn't like. So unless your grandmother, or your mother gave it to you, I'm gonna drop kick that nickname right out a window. And that I read was the third, the Turbo Bird. That is not. You know what? Speaking of that, some some idiot here in, in Philadelphia named me that, and I'm still trying to like listen. I don't do really do threats on the radio, so yeah. this is not a threat. This is more like a promise. I will find out who that cat is. I'm gonna have to have you know professional like grown folks. You mean like it's someone in the media or another? No, fan? some some somebody some, some fan. And it's, I had, and, you know, and I was like, and I was like, I'm just waiting. I still haven't had anybody call me that to my face. Still wait for that first person to do that. But I, I'm, that's not a threat. That's not a threat. I just want to put. So that can up we upgrade off that, Joe? Yeah, we need to get rid oh, of that. Oh, oh, I got a good one. I, I, I kicked that name right through. Yeah, race. you that's as you worst. should, as you should. It's, that's the worst thing. So, Joe, your nickname was easy because you're well respected. For for the camera to say that you know more about baseball than anyone, for Joe to give you that. That to me, your nickname is Ace. Ace. I like. I kind of like yeah, that. You, That's a pretty good name. Your Ace. nickname is Ace. So people have to call up and call you Ace for the nickname to stick. Now, Hugh, your nickname is very, very simple because I'm taking it back from your player days. You were like a big cat. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to make you a superhero. You're the Black Panther. I'll take and that. I think <laughs> Ace and Black Panther. Black Panther, man. He was. He used to. Let me tell you, it might be before your days, uh, Joe. But, Joe, you'd watch a game, like it'd be close. You comes around the end, and the next thing you do, you see his body draped on the quarterback. Game, set, match. Okay? So, Ace and the Black Panther replaces Bubbles and Blockhead. <laughs> have better nicknames. Okay? Um, going back to the game, guys. And one, once again, Joe, just a quick one. How many people in your life called you Giglio? I can see you in third grade. Oh, a lot, a lot. Well, yeah, yeah. I just let it go because people just mispronounce it all the time. Yeah, a lot, a lot, Joe. So I just want to make a couple of quick points, guys. You know, really upbeat for the show. Um, 
Hurts played like a champion. I don't want to hear about his fumble. We had a 10-point lead going into halftime. We couldn't make a play. That's one. Two, everybody said he should have, the Sirianni should have punted on fourth and three. Fourth and three wasn't the problem. It was third and two, okay? You have the best offensive line in football. Think ahead. Run twice. They're not going to stop you twice if you run the football, okay? Third, nobody talks about this. I didn't make a play all year. A huge disappointment. Quez Watkins, okay? Quez makes that play. We have a totally different game. Yeah, he's got to catch that. Joe, he's got to catch that ball. That ball was hurts that pressure on him, and he made a good throw. That ball. And the other thing is, we didn't make a stop in the fourth, in the fourth period, the third period. You got a defense. All these defensive players, no play slay. Like, give me, <laughs> give me a break. I mean, I mean he's right in play. that game. No plays. Uh, uh, no uh, plays. One yeah. thing I would tell you, hey, everybody played on the field. But if you remember, when the Jets played Miami in the championship game, everybody played on that field, and then Miami watered down the field. To, to, to yeah, the, the field thing, Joe, you're right. The field thing, Joe, we appreciate it, man. Appreciate the new nickname. Appreciate you. Um, Black Panther, I'll take that. Ace Black Panther. The, the field thing, how he said it last week, you, you said it a couple times today. Both teams had to play on it. They had to. They had to, man. And you can't – that is one excuse as a player that you can never use. You, you can't. And, and, and like I said, when, when we used to play in games and, and I would talk about guys holding me and, and stuff like that, my coach would tell me all the time, that's your fault. Like if they're holding you, that, that is your fault. So it's it's something that, as a player, you never hang your hat on that. You it, never do. It's almost like the old thing: control what you can control, and you can't control the field. That's just yes. that's out of your control. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. It's how you hop aboard. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio. I believe the Eagles are going to miss Jonathan Gannon as he moves on to Arizona. Eagles try to keep bring him back, keep him, give him head coaching money to stay. He took the Arizona job. I believe they're going to miss him. And Joel Embiid. It just frustrates me to no end that Joel Embiid played twenty eight minutes on a bad foot in the All-Star game. It is ridiculous. A lot to do. We'll come back. Your phone calls. And did Jonathan Gannon watch the tape from the Super Bowl? What did he have to say about his philosophy out in Arizona? You'll hear that next. Sports Radio 90. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one 
They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What's up, Bird Gang? Jonathan Gannon, your new head coach. Arizona Cardinals. Ready to get to work. Buckle up. He can't do that. Bird Gang. He can't do that. What's up, Bird Gang? Well, what so is he doing? Why is he outside with the wind in the background? Can someone help this guy out? Welcome back. You, Douglas Joe Gillian, Midday Show, WIP. <laughs> you know what's funny? When you don't like somebody, everything that they do irritates Every you. Every little thing, like the yeah. wind in the background. Why, why aren't you inside doing that? <laughs> as Can't if, stand you. As if it's his fault the wind is blowing at that time. <laughs> 215-592-9494. got Kyle Quinn behind the glass. You guys with us. Um, yeah, look, I mean... <laughs> He's See, awkward. We get it. He's awkward, but he's a good coach. I just want to say this, Philadelphia. Y'all the bad influence, man. I I can't – like, if anybody should be objective, it should be me. I mean, hell, I just got here. I didn't listen to y'all all damn day, and I'm looking at this boy. Nah, I don't like to do. He we, did nothing to me. He pulled you right in, you. <laughs> nah, I can't stand it. Yep, they, they, they convinced you right away. <laughs> this guy's a bum. Get him out of here. All right, let's hear from Gannon here. Did he actually did he watch the tape from the Super Bowl? Because obviously – by the way, before we uh, before we get to Gannon here, I probably watched this game now four times. NFL Network showed it. Why? Well, well uh, two reasons. Well, were you hoping that for a different outcome? Yeah, well, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a glutton for punishment. But two, so I was doing my show at night last week. NFL Network, and, and at night, uh, I know DeCamera – do you know DeCamera won't do the TVs? Yeah, because he wants to be focused. He yeah. don't want anybody. Yeah, I can see that. But what, do you care? I mean, I don't care if I don't your care. TV's on. If, if, so, if you want to turn them on, you can. Well, I'm not going to do it right now. We're in the middle of a. No, I'm just saying. Yeah. But, I, you know, I, like, listen, now you might have to run me back in because my ADD <laughs> kick in. I might be. Hey, you. Yeah, you'd be like, hey, hey, buddy. <laughs> be like, okay. So I, the TVs, I think I puts the TVs on when he gets in here, right? Uh-huh. So when I come in at six, when I used to come in at six, I just left them on. So NFL Network's always on one of the TVs. I must have watched the game last week like four times. It was on every day. Kyle, do you watch it? have you watched that. it again? The, the game? No. If I scroll past an image of the game on Twitter, yeah, I, I'd be physically All right, well, maybe Ill. you're, you're smarter ahead, than I I'm am. I'm going to go ahead and turn that. I'm not, I'm not trying. Yeah, you guys are smarter than I am. But I've watched it a bunch. Has Jonathan Gannon watched the tape? Here, here's what he's had to say. Um, have you had time to review the tape from the Super Bowl, and how has that experience prepared you to be a head coach? Yeah, Sunday night I did in my hotel room, which was hard because uh, you feel for the players when you get to that game, um, you know, I don't feel sorry for myself. I feel I feel bad about the players and not getting Mr. Lurie another ring and Howie another ring and Nick his first ring. So I feel bad about not being able to get that done, but it was an excellent learning experience for me, and I know that I learned a lot from that game and um, things that I would need to do different moving forward to win that game. I don't, help me understand why don't you feel – like you said all that, but you don't feel bad. How do you feel good after that? Hell, I didn't play. I, I'm not, Like I said, I'm not invested, and I felt bad after it. I felt bad like I was out there on the field playing. I, I, don't, I don't understand how you can disconnect yourself from that. But, see, that, that kind of explains a lot of stuff. That's why people didn't like him because he was never a part of this city. Because if, you, if you're a part of this city, that's the first thing I tell my yeah, I feel some kind of way about that because you know how much it meant to this city. You've been here. You, you understand these people. You understand how they think. You understand how much this means to them. 
And for you to say that, that that is probably a good reason why you didn't take money. You you, you need to be in Arizona. But you can't take Bird Gang with you, though. You no, that, that that was bizarre. No, no, we can't do that. It, it's almost like he removed himself from the, the equation. Like, <laughs> yes. I feel bad for Lurie. I feel bad for Howie, the players. But, like, don't, I don't, feel bad. don't you feel like crap? Yeah. I mean, I would. You should. Yeah, I mean, your your calls obviously helped lose the game. Not all your fault, but it helped lose the game. 215-592-9494. Robert in Germantown. He's our food guy. you got to get to know Uh-oh. Robert. Rob, Robert, Robert, what's Robert up? drops off food here. What's up, Robert? Hey guys, there's some uh, five-star donuts for you floating around the studio someplace. They didn't get eaten already. Oh, I can't, I can't do the donuts. Well, you man. know what? I'm on, that, I'm on that keto. Yeah, but they're good though. I, I believe it. I believe it, but I, I can't. It's a once, once a once a day, once a year treat. And I, I got up this morning. I went to the German bakery in Mayfair, and I just dropped it off at the station. So Kyle knows this. Somebody's got him down there. As I look but around, we'll see if I see yeah, But we can see Robert. Yeah. The problem is while we're on the air until the next break, we can't trust our coworkers. They'll well, eat them all. Yeah, that's a yeah, kiss so, to yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, anyhow, um, I think the guy we're giving a pass to, quite frankly, is Sirianni. I, I am. Uh, I, I called his coaching malpractice by all four of them. Great director made a couple of good points the other day. Um, Andy was not running anything all that different than he did all year. Secondly, they saw this play. They ran it against Jacksonville. They ran the touchdown against us twice, the same play. I mean, that's, that's just, you don't, you're not supposed to do that in high school football. I don't get it. I, uh, you know, but I mean, here's, the, here's the question for you guys. On, on this radio station a lot, people, everything's a disaster. If we don't win the World Series, if we don't win the Super Bowl, if we don't win the Stanley Cup, now, my perspective is, actually, as a fan, I'd rather take 10 years of, of being in the Super Bowl and not winning than, than having a losing team like, like in Cleveland. I grew up with Bud Grant in Winnipeg. When I went to Minnesota, I was thrilled that they were in the Super Bowl pretty much every year. Would I love it if they won one of those four times? Sure. But they were competitive. They were at the top of the game for a decade. A decade. And I don't think you can necessarily have both. Getting back to the Super Bowl next year is going to be really, really tough. Well, it will, Robert. It will be tough. Um, yeah, that that's a tough hypothetical. Like getting there 10 straight years but not winning versus winning one. I mean, I, I understand your point, Robert. We appreciate the phone call. It's been a, you. It's been an interesting last three, four months, right? Because who would want to go to the World Series and the Super Bowl in the same you know you know season? It's been amazing, but obviously both ended in disappointment. Yeah, and it's it's tough, and and I know that that's a tough pill for people to swallow. But you know what the beautiful part about sports is? The hard reset. You know, we're getting ready to do a hard reset when it comes to the Phillies. Yep. We're going to be excited about that and what potentially it could be this year. Mm-hmm. Guys healthy. Rob Thompson is coming in and has a full year under his belt. So we're excited about that. And eventually, eventually, we're going to get past this like we do. That's what we're here for. This is the, this is the virtual couch that we're on right now. We're going to work our way through this. A lot of and clients do, the yeah, last week. Yeah, too. we got a lot of clients. And in the next – few months we're gonna be excited about we're gonna get excited about the draft mm-hmm. combine starts next <laughs> oh man and, and now we're gonna get right back on the horse that's the beautiful part about being a philadelphian and being a philadelphia fan because i remember when we lost to the tampa bay buccaneers and i remember thinking to myself damn how the hell am i gonna mentally prepare myself for this because this felt like at that time it felt like the absolute worst loss that you could ever suffer but guess what you get over it and, hell, a few years later, a few, few years later, you win a Super Bowl. So we'll get past this. This is, this is the virtual couch that we're on. We're going to get right. We're going to get through this. 
And we're going to be ready to rock and roll in a few weeks with yeah. the Phillies and then get ready for the Eagles once again. There is, as much as there is to be disappointed about in the way the last two, you know, the World Series and the, and the Super Bowl ended, there's a lot to be excited about. Yes. I mean, there's no reason both of these teams will not knock on the door to go back. I mean, it's going to be hard, obviously, but both teams should be in that mix to go back, uh, you know, quickly here. Eric is at Brumall. What's up, Eric? Eric. Hey, how's it going, guys? What's Thanks going? for taking my call. What's up, Eric? What are you thinking? Um, well, I used to crush Madden 02 with Hugh, so it's really nice that we get to meet as What was his man. rating? What, you remember his rating in the game? Like a 98. Oh, I think it was 99. At least that's what he well, was. Like a ni- it was better. like a 90-something. I don't know yeah. if it was 98. 98 is 90 pretty high. 98 is pretty high. It's pretty Hey, not that I know it. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. I'm a big Go Birds listener, first-time caller. Um, I love that you started out with the Embiid stuff because I'm really ticked off about that. I feel like our superstar has been a great, has done a great job of avoiding the whole Real Housewives of the NBA culture that happens. I think it was AB who talked about how the All-Star game was like, I don't know, at least to me, it's like a tryout for which group of friends you're going to go play with next year. And so <laughs> Basically, that's what it is. <laughs> that he, you know, tried in that game. Um, over, and I appreciate what you're just saying about it being a couch. Like, I'm real depressed in this moment as a sports fan. The Astros are back to winning World Series. The Super Bowl. After that trash can incident. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. The Super Bowl was in a terrible field. And, you know, I'll get more into this on 97.5. The Flyers are my first love. The rise and fall of the NHL has directly correlated with them. But, you know, it's just, it's just depressing right now as a sports fan. As far as Jonathan Gannon goes, like I said, I listen a lot to ESP and Celts, and I'm really in the middle on him until I think it was after that NFC championship game. He said, I think he said verbatim, the Eagles got me. Well, it doesn't seem like we got you. And, you know, he's gone to play in that field, and I'm just sick of that guy. I don't, I'm sick of those interviews he gave, and just he doesn't, a genuine guy like that doesn't belong in Philly, or a not genuine guy like that doesn't belong in Philly. And that gets to my question. And I'm real curious what you have to say about this because it's your first day with us. You know, we listened to Angelo for weeks talk about, you know, Nick Sirianni and how special he is. And I totally agree with all that. But, you know, real worried after the Super Bowl, after we lost our coordinators. And is he a special coach? I mean, you know, we grew up with McNabb and Reed and, you know, there was Brady and Belichick. It seems like in the NFL you need a special quarterback and a special coach. And, you know, we got our quarterback. Do we have the coach, or are there real questions? And if you guys should just, you know, talk to that about Sirianni, and you know, if there are real concerns with him, we're not going into next season because, you know, as much as I like the guy, I do I am worried that there are. I mean, is he going to go back to play calling? Was play calling any good? Yeah. So Eric, it? there's obviously there's it's a good question. Eric appreciates the phone call. I mean, so he did say last year, you before you give your thoughts on him, he's not going to call plays. So mm-hmm. whoever's coordinator is going to be, my guess is Brian Johnson feels like the the logical one, but he's not going to call the plays next year. I don't have a problem with that. Let me say this first. When I when I first found out that Coach Sirianni was going to coach you, I'm going to be probably like everybody else. I didn't like him. And this is coming from me being in Atlanta. So much so that I think I sent Howie a text. <laughs> <laughs> My guess is it wasn't the only text he got that day. No, no, but I, I sent Howie a text. Like, cause, like, shout out to Howie Roseman because after all these years, he's never changed his number. And if he if – I've sent him text like several times when it was something that he did with this team that I did not approve of. And to a man, he got back to me for the most part. So I didn't like this at first. I didn't like the way he did his press conference. I didn't like anything about him initially. But when he got here and he start, I started to see him, you know, endear himself to the city. 
started to like him a lot more. He's more Philadelphia than most Philadelphians, in my opinion, right now. So with all of that being said, he knows exactly this is he he knows this is the biggest move he's going to make mm-hmm. as a head coach right now. There's no question about it. this is going to be his defining moment right now. He has to make the right decision because what what has to happen is this. Jalen Hurts, when you got you got you adopted Jalen Hurts. He was not your guy. And he made it clear early on that he was he wasn't my guy. Now you and him are married together. You've adopted him. He's your son. You're, you're claiming him everything. The guy that you bring in here to nurture Jalen Hurst, to take him to that next level, that's going to be on you. So you have to make the right decision. This is the most important hire to me that Coach Sirianni is about to make in his, his tenure here in Philadelphia, the absolute most important hire. Well, and it's it's so important, too, because as we know with Sirianni, he doesn't call plays on either side of the ball. So these coordinators that he yeah. picks, I mean, they're, they're, I mean, they're calling all the plays. Like every play that happens in an Eagles game next year will be called by the two people that Sirianni picks. Obviously, the offensive coordinator on the offensive side with Jalen Hurts and, and the defensive side and replacing a guy that did a good job in Jonathan Gannon, 215-592-9494. Gary is in the Northeast. Hey, Gary. Gary. Hey, Yo, you man, dog, welcome back, buddy. What's going on, man? How you doing today? Hey, you, you got to talk to this dude because you 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 nailed it right on the head, man. They got to endear themselves to the city, man. I come up from with Buddy Ball and Jimmy Johnson. Hey, Joe, what happened to the adjustments in the second half? What's with the, the seven yards? That they're playing off the ball. Come on, man. Nah, what, Gary, the Super Bowl wasn't good enough. We all know that. Doesn't mean yeah, the guy wasn't a good coach. Gary, the... the oh, jeez. Here we go. Go ahead, Gary. Come on, man. I mean, as soon as we heard oh, Jonathan, and then he runs away and doesn't talk to our press about what happened in the game. Are you kidding me? I had an interview. He had to take an interview in Arizona. <laughs> he ran away. Bro, he ran away like a little bitch. He ran away. What's up, Bird Gang? Can we say that? Gary, appreciate it. (laughs) The passion is there. (laughs) People, I I did see people were mad that he didn't talk after the game. It's not often coordinators talk after the Super Bowl. That's a weird spot, especially when you lose. It's like, you know, not everyone. But see, that's what I'm saying. Nobody liked it. You got to say something to us, man. You've been here. We, We brought you in. We fed you. You gotta say, say something. something. He said, "Hey, bird gang." Yeah. Well, he said it's to the wrong bird, bird gang. gang. You can't do that, man. Yeah, that, that was that was probably not the right thing to do. The bottom line is this: he was a good coach here. He wasn't liked, and he's become the scapegoat. I, I recognize he's become the guy everyone wants to scream about. And I'm just saying this: they got a lot of guys to replace. They got a lot of coaches to replace. And it'd be it would be nice to you if they started the offseason with a little continuity. Not got to worry about that. Now they got to worry about. Vance Joseph, your ex-teammate. That's why they have to. Sean Desai. They, that's why they are vetting as many people as they possibly they can. You got to get this right. They call you yet? If they call me, I, listen, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to, I would not take the job. I'm not. I like, I like the fact that people actually like me here. <laughs> I'm not. Well, t- if you're the Eagles coordinator hey, listen, after one loss, hey, this Douglas I'm not, guy. Listen, I am not taking on that pressure. That's too much pressure. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to take that pressure. I could be a good coordinator. Is Ike here? Like, listen. Ike should be here. Yeah, he's here. Ike. Soon, at least. I would venture to say that my my buddy, Ike Reese, still has his playbook from back in when we played. I, I would venture to say that. Ike still has his playbook. <laughs> yes. Ike still and Ike still knows the book. Him and Hollis. Because Hollis used to be like, we be in the game, and I would forget to play because my ADD would kick in. I would ask Hollis. <laughs> I'd be like, yo, where we running? Hollis would tell me. Hollis knew the whole defense front to back. So those two guys, okay, how about this? 
if I be well, I couldn't be the head coach because we got Nick Sirianni. But if I was a head coach, Hollis would be my Hollis and Ike would be two of my coaches, and I would just be a figurehead. I would just sit there and talk to the people. What'd you do on the offensive side? Any ex team, uh, like ex teammate you think would be a good coach on the offensive side? Hmm, who would I be? Who would I make my offensive coordinator? I, I have no Doug. Clue. I mean, he's got a job. Well, he got a job. If yeah. he didn't have a job, I would probably call him. But he's he's doing well. Like, listen, Doug in Jacksonville is gonna be the man. Like, he's probably the man now. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, when I was watching the Super Bowl, when, when Sirianni didn't go for the fourth down in the fourth quarter, I mm-hmm. thought back to Doug. Doug Doug did that in the Super Bowl. Doug, Doug was Doug fearless in the Super Bowl. Doug people the wrong way, though, man. Something happened. Like, I, I wasn't here, but that relationship went south I know, quick. and I hated it because I was a Doug guy. Yeah, I, I, something, went, something happened, man. I gave away free Doug t-shirts. Instead of fire Doug, I wanted a free Doug. I thought we, right? we weren't respecting him enough around here. You know what I think happened, and this is just me from my purview from way down there. I think when they when they drafted Jalen, uh, Wentz got in his feelings a little bit. A little bit? A little bit. A lot. He got in his feelings a little bit. And so how he married himself to Wentz until they found out Wentz went, went berserk. <laughs> <laughs> went berserk. And then it was all bad after that. Then it was all downhill after that. Something, yeah. something like that. Yeah, things changed, and and people were kind of done with Doug at the end. At least some people were. But now I think he's people love him again from afar. It's like they people root for him. Yeah, yeah. Happy he's doing well. Uh, by the way, um, early returns. People do not love Ace and the Black Panther for our name. They don't. I like Ubaku better, but I can't like. This is the thing. I can't make my own nickname. Just like you can't make no, your own it's got to be natural. It has to be. Well, we have to be. You you got you got to be christened. You somebody else has to do it. Now, do you believe Howard Eskin says that Pete Rose gave him the king name? You believe that, or you think Howard gave it to himself? I, Dope. I, I believe it. I believe. It. What do you think, Kyle? You ever believe that story? You know, I've actually heard him having conversations with Pete Rose before. So, I, just based off of that, I actually do believe it. I believe. Do you know what true story? And plus, to me, in my eyes, Howard can do no wrong because Howard brought me into radio. Like it was him and Angelo, so he's like, he's like my granddad. That's white, <laughs> but he's like my granddad. But it doesn't mean he's not a dope, though. He's a great guy, but he's, he's a dope. I, I mean, don't know. I see. I can't. I can't do that because you know it's like you know it's, it's a respect thing that goes. Yeah, I hear you. Let's talk to Jake and Wesley. What's up, Jake? Hey, this thing on um, missing Gannon. Like he was here for two years, and nobody misses coordinators. Uh, who've been around for two years. It's not like he was an institution here. Well, no, so you're I'm right, but but if they're worse him, next year, if they're worse next year, we'll miss him. Listen, he, Spiken, and Sirianni all came in with really thin resumes. These guys, made, they must interview really well that everybody was seeking them out because on paper, like, what what is what in their experience shows that, oh, this guy, Spiken, he should be a head coach. This guy, Gannon, he should be a head coach. Even Sirianni. So... The fact that they got out-coached in the Super Bowl shouldn't surprise anybody. And I will give Gannon this. There was an adjustment that he did make in the half because Travis Kelsey, they shut down Travis Kelsey in the second half, but everybody else beat him. And we could see this happening throughout the year. There were a few games where we saw this. Because they play that nothing over the top, keep everything in front defense, there were times where yeah, people nickeled and dimed them all the way down the field. So when it was 5.15 left in the game and they gave KC the ball, you could pretty much say, yeah, KC is going to nickel and dime their way down the field because when other teams have done that, there was no change up the Eagles had to stop it. And I'm not one of these people that says they should blitz more to stop that because I don't think they blitz very well when they do it. They seem to do better stunting than blitzing, but maybe you change, maybe you disguise the coverage better. Maybe you do something different. But as a defensive coordinator – he had no change up for when teams just took what they what they gave him, 
and that that was the problem with him. And this thing about having to appeal to to, to the fans, I'm si- I'm sick of hearing this. Uh, he's not a Philly guy, and you gotta uh, suck up to the fan base. Like just win games, you know. And, and Sirianni to me is like a big offender of that. He he has been pandering since he since he got here. You don't have to pl- you don't have to play to the uh, the lowest common denominator in the fan base. Just win games. That's what we'll respect. You don't you don't you don't agree with like making you know like you know having some love for the fans or or, or ingratiating yourself to the fan base. You don't believe in no, that? No, because because that's something that people. That's I think that's something that people do so that. So that they'll feel like, oh well, they you know people like me and all that. Like, no, do your job. Your job is to win games. I'm going to judge you on wins and losses. Well, and, and Jake, I I think that's commendable. And Jake appreciates the call. But the bottom line is, you get more, you get more you leeway. Get more, yeah, you get more, you yeah. get more done that way, man. If you if people feel like you're you're a part of what they or you believe in what they believe in, like you're on the like like minded. But right, if it was just about results, I don't think Gannon gets his beat up. I, obviously, the Super Bowl was not good enough. We all understand that. But but it, for two years, he did a good job, and he's it, not liked around here. And it, it's it's because of stuff beyond just the fact that they got beat by Mahomes. Let's go to John and Manary. What's up, John? John. Yeah. Good, good, good morning, everybody. Good afternoon, everybody. First of all, congratulations for the new show. I appreciate it. I only really have one thing to say, and that's concerning the defensive coach. Maybe if they're looking who I think well qualified, and I don't know if y'all would agree with it or not, but I'm gonna say it. Uh, I think it will be Seth Joyner, be one of the best. Seth don't want man. Seth don't want that headache, man. Seth, like, listen, I I I, I don't want to speak out of turn, but I think Seth like playing golf too much to yeah. go out there and be the defensive coordinator. Seth likes yeah, to do what he, Seth's he likes doing. Philadelphia, and he and, and if he offered it, he might. See, I don't, listen, again, I don't want to speak out of turn, but I don't think, like, them players, they don't want Seth in there, man. Because Seth, Seth, Seth's still like a pit bull without a leash, man. He <laughs> he get in that locker room and somebody say something to Seth, Seth's going to put hands on somebody. Also, John, like, I, I have no doubt if he wanted to commit himself to become a coach, he, he could become a good coach. But, like, he doesn't have enough experience to roll in and become a defensive coordinator tomorrow. But he have enough knowledge. Well, that, but that's but knowledge. Oh, oh yeah, knowledge, knowledge and, and and like you like this is the thing to be a coach, you have to be patient. You're a teacher. I, a coach yeah, is a teacher. yeah, yeah. And I don't, I don't you know like I said, again don't want to speak out of turn, but I don't think Steph is. I don't think Steph wants to do that. I'll speak out of turn. He doesn't seem patient to me. <laughs> not <laughs> not at least, all. Not when I hear him. <laughs> I mean, I know years ago he definitely wasn't, but now it might be a little different. What you I mean? Don't know, like you said, Seth way know, worse like now than he was a few years ago, in my opinion. <laughs> what you talking about? <laughs> hey, look, you know how he was <laughs> hey, years listen, ago. Seth walking to this studio, we still looking like damn. Bro. We tried to piss <laughs> Seth off. <laughs> like what? What you mean? <laughs> Well, I appreciate it. That's all I wanted to say. John, what'd you feel yeah, on Embiid? What, what's, what's your, what'd you feel on Embiid, John? What's your feel on Embiid? Well, I feel fit again. On Embiid, Joel Embiid. Well, I don't know. Uh, he has some issues there. I don't know if he's really happy. You know, I think he's just waiting for something else. I mean, he's a heck of a player. Um, but sometimes with these injuries, always he's laid off. I don't think he's complimented enough the way he can go perceive that championship. Yeah, and we'll see down the stretch. Uh, it's it's obviously a gigantic end of the season for them. And John, we appreciate the phone call. It just it, it just bothers me to know when. It, you know, he could have had eight days off. He talked about his foot bothering him, and he went out there and played twenty eight minutes in a meaningless basketball. But game. Janelle Monae was trying to get. He was trying to holler at somebody. 
because it was boy, it was some things out there that awesome. Yeah, that's not an excuse to play twenty eight <laughs> minutes. Good God, yeah, maybe not to you because you married not with, to me with some kids and everything, but to him. Because when at one time when he trying to holler at Rihanna, he was just sliding Rihanna's DMs. ASAP Rocky beat him to that. Uh, I think he's in a, a relationship now, Embiid. Yeah, For he, real? he's got the yeah. kid, and, and oh yeah, yeah, and he's committed. See, I I'm, I'm, see, I'm, I see, I'm in the time machines. I. I'm just getting dropped into this thing. We got to so get a, you up to speed on, I on get up to speed relationship. to a whole yeah. lot of stuff. But yeah, yeah he like was sliding in Rihanna's DMs a while ago. Yeah, well, and you know what? He can do what he wants. Do it from home. Sit on your couch. He was playing with his friends. You don't know what it's like to play with your friends. Well, not on that level. No, <laughs> <laughs> I do not. Absolutely not. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. It's how you hop in. I believe the Eagles are going to miss Jonathan again and agree, disagree. And is it in bother that Embiid played last night? 28 minutes in the All-Star game after complaining about his foot. 12 straight games questionable. Drives me crazy. 28 minutes in the All-Star game last night. When we get back, Philly spring training is underway. They are rolling. Who will be the leadoff man to start the season? Rob Thompson tipped his hand. We'll let you hear that next. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio, Midday Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 